Hello, this is Joshua Bell with the Kilt on the Cloth. This was my sermon from December 20th. I hope you enjoy, and God bless. My scripture this morning is taken from the book of Romans. And I'm sure there are people at home going, Well, but Josh, what about the Gospel of Luke? And what about the Gospel of Matthew? And my simply statement is, is we are going to talk about those on Christmas Eve. So for those, it feels like I'm a TV announcer and saying, uh, so tune in as my microphone drives me crazy at 7 p.m. or 11 p.m. on Christmas Eve. But this morning, I want us to read from the book of Romans, chapter 16, verses 25-27. Now to him who is able to strengthen you according to my gospel And the preaching of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery that was kept secret for long ages. But now has been disclosed and through the prophetic writings and has been made known to all nations according to the command of the eternal God. To bring about the obedience of faith. To the only wise God be glory forevermore. Jesus Christ. Amen. You know, there's something powerful about the time of Christian uh, of Christmas. You know, we find ourselves uh, clinging on to those Christmas traditions that mean so much to us. We find ourselves clinging on to those moments of pain and suffering in ways that we try to find some, some inkling of love and compassion in the world that we live in. And yet, and yet there's these moments where when we really talk about what, what it is that we believe, it's really a mystery. Why is it so important to us to have these traditions? What is the mystery of Christmas that can bring us a sense of peace? I remember very distinctly as we were sitting together in the midst of the board meeting and we were discussing all of the options that we had for worship that, you know, I researched and I talked to our medical professionals in our community and the health department and guidelines from the CDC and we came with this this plan that it was just absolutely beautiful and I told the board at that moment that listen I am completely ambivalent as to what you choose because my job is to serve this congregation and in my brain it made sense and then we make this choice and I was fine with it until I got home and I realized oh wait a minute (laughs) what about Christmas Eve Most of you know that I was definitely not always a preacher. I came to my understanding of faith later on in life, even though I knew God and Jesus my entire existence. And I love to wax poetically about Christmas and in my writings and my devotionals that I put together for our church. But there's just something powerful about the mystery of worship. I mean, I've devoted my entire adult life to the study and mystery of worship. I'm working on my doctorate of ministry specifically to focus in on 
liturgical studies of the Christian church, disciples of Christ, and in, in all of my research, even if it's not a part of our original faith tradition, there are two services throughout the whole year that every Christian church, disciples of Christ, have to have in some way or fashion. Well, that's Easter. It's kind of a no-brainer. The other would be Christmas Eve. Now, fascinatingly to me, as, as an, a wannabe academic, I, I find that the things that we find that are sacred are different depending on each congregation. What it is that is sacred to one might not be sacred to the other. And then you come to this place, but there's still this place that we all come to together at Christmas Eve that makes it sacred, makes it beautiful. So you probably are asking, well, what does this have to do with Paul's last words to the church in Rome? What does this moment at the end of his passage have to do with anything? And I think it's this. Ultimately, Paul's vision of the renewed community is of an understanding of united worship. Based on an idea of shared faith. Remember, the Church of Rome had churches from all over the world. They're together, worshiping in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior. But they all came from multiple faith traditions into one place. Does this start to sound a little familiar about our own congregational life? We come from all different walks of life and we find something beautiful here. This mystery, if you will. And Paul says this to the church of Rome that praises that moment. That one moment that God from this renewed community will reflect God's righteousness and the covenant that God has given to us in the name of Christ will be faithful. Here's the part that I think is really important to point out as he's writing this at the end of the church of Rome. <laughs> that everyone equal in the eyes of God. And they're all drawn to this holy mystery as one family. Hmm. Think about what's going to happen on Christmas Day. All the families that are gathering together that might not be of the same faith tradition as we are, but there is always a moment of food. Right? And, it, and, it's, and it's weird. <laughs> I've lived all over the country and been all over the world, and I'm telling you for a fact that Christmas dinners vary from household to household. And it's kind of a beautiful thing to behold Everybody comes to that place where everyone in the room is waiting and especially when everyone is salivating. Oh my goodness, that's it. The rope has to come off. It keeps bumping my mic. But everyone is salivating over the food that just came off the smoker or the grill or out of the oven <laughs> or for my people, off the turkey fryers and out of the peanut oil. 
we always think that that's a Thanksgiving meal, but the truth is, is that everyone has their own tradition. Because why? There's something beautiful to behold together in that Christmas meal. Even when it's just by ourselves. We make it special. I think about this a lot as our food pantry finds ways of reaching out to the community. And we think about those dinner tables on Christmas Day. And I think about those that have a box of macaroni and cheese and they sit together with their family and no one ever knew that that was the only box of food they had in the pantry in their world. Because that's the best meal that they've had all week. And they make it special, right? It's, it's amazing when you come to this place and you have nothing or compared to society standards, right? But as you're sitting around that table with that box of mac and cheese, you're the wealthiest people on the planet. Church, an understanding of what church means is something about the mystery that can truly bring us peace. Paul is not afraid to talk about that this is not about who is right and who is wrong and who is doing the, the correct tradition. Paul is trying to say that these traditions combine us rather than separate us. Isn't it amazing that when we think about how it is and what we think is important for the holidays, really just important to us. And then I would argue, except in the mystery of worship. So after I left that board meeting and I went home and I started thinking about it, I went, no, wait a minute. Huh. I, I really do love the candle part. You know, that was the only time as a kid that my brothers and I actually probably behaved during the entire service. My sisters were angels, so they never did anything wrong. And if you believe that, I have some really cool things I'd like to sell you. But I remember very, very distinctly this, something that I shared with the church this last time, and something that I was very appreciative that the board understood and allowed us and gave us consent to try something a little bit different so that in the midst of us being physically separated by disease or all of the things that are happening in our world there's a place for us to connect multiple ways this Christmas Eve and our hope our hope with this is to bring peace in our hearts in our souls in our minds got to say it this way because otherwise I don't know how else I can describe this. I hear all the time all the things we can't do. Right? You hear everybody talking about, well, we can't do this and we can't do that. And well, Christmas is gone because I'm not going to be able to do this. And then this is over because, well, this isn't going to happen. And this is, th th this is just not going to be Christmas because we don't have all of these things. 
And you know what the funniest thing happened to me this last week? I realized that none of that was true. Jesus is still coming. God never has abandoned us. And in the midst of all the ritual and the tradition and the mysteries of the things that we do together, Christ is still coming. Whether we're doing it the way that we've always done it before. And Christmas Day is something to be excited about. It doesn't change what the meaning is. In reality, the same thing is still going to happen. The holy mystery that we celebrate and we make all of this hoopla is still going to happen, whether we want it to or not. Think about those first century Christians while they watched the destruction of the Temple of Jerusalem and still created an understanding of worship. Think about all of the centuries that everybody argued and complained about how we should do things and how we can't do things, and Christ still came even in the midst of it. You see, the mystery of Christmas is where we should seek the peace of God. The true answer to Christmas is that God loved us so much that God gave us God's only Son so that all those that believe in Him shall inherit eternal life. And Paul says, to add to that idea, all of those that draw breath, that are children of God, are his. So all of a sudden, all of the things in my brain about a week ago that I was just wrestling with not being able to do this and not being able to do that, and then your brain goes to the other dark place, well, this person doesn't need that, or this person doesn't deserve that, or this, or however. These words stuck in my brain. These are not my children. God's children. And the mystery of, that brings us peace is God loves all of us, even when we can't love ourselves, let alone others. So what's the mystery that can bring peace? Well, we get to see it. We get to feel it. And we know that it's coming. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.